When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Roman Island League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'll look back at that close, hard-fought loss versus the Eagles. They had a really good chance to win, but again, fell short. For the second time against Philly this year. At 3-5, the season hangs in the balance, especially after the obvious team shakeup after the trade deadline this week. Also, a preview this week's matchup versus the 2-6 New England Patriots. A chance to get a road win. Also hit a little on fantasy football as well. A lot to get to, so let's get started. All right, look at the Eagles game, obviously. Um, they started off well, um, took the lead, 14-3 at one point. Um, I thought Sam was really good overall. Obviously, had those inaccurate throws at the end, um, you know, but Terry should have caught those. And obviously, Jahan, um, that was ruled a catch, then it wasn't. It was just, you know, really, really weird uh, as a whole. Um, I've Sam had four TDs, um, beautiful ball to Terry. Uh, Terry high pointed the ball over James Bradbury. Great first touchdown. Um, touchdown to Jahan, great route by Jahan, up the seam, great, you know, great catch by Jahan, great throw by Sam. Uh, the touchdown to Logan Thomas was beautiful. Um, place where, you know, really only only uh, Logan could get it, great catch by Logan, great throw by Sam, great read by Sam. And the last touchdown, that was a hell of a throw, rolling to his left, hit Jamison on a dot, you know, 40 yards down the field. Um, that was a great, you know, all four touchdown passes were impressive by Sam. And, you know, he had a great game. He's, he's done really well against Philly in both matchups. And if you're going against, you know, a Super Bowl contender like that, that's obviously what you can hang your hat on, you know, as, as he tries to continue to build his case to be the franchise quarterback here. Um, I think a lot of that obviously helped with the O-line, had their best game of the year. Tyler Lawson was really good at center. Chris Paul was good at left guard, the second-year seventh-round pick. Obviously, I think those two need to be starting going forward as, you know, the obviously line communication was a lot better. Camaraderie was there. Um, and only give up one sack all game. Of course, it was a critical time when the Son Reddick on that fourth down. Um, that really was the game clincher. You know, until that point, they were great. And they're going against a great Philly uh, front four, you know, it's the best they could ask for. And Sam was upright for the most time, for the you know, most all year. And, you know, obviously that has to be, you know, the recipe going forward if they want to turn the season around. But you obviously got to tip your hat to them. Um, I thought Leno played really well. Um, I think Larson, you know, just his communication, you know, camaraderie and basically familiarity with the line. And um, I think really helped, um, you know, being here for a few few years now. Um, but obviously, you know, moving to the playmakers, Jahan finally had his breakout. He catched 108 yards. He had a touchdown. Um, you know, finally looked like himself. Finally looked like he was last year. What I expected all year round. Um, and really, I hope that's, you know, precedent of what we're going to see going forward. He's too talented of a receiver to have the start that he had this year. The, obviously, the targets were there. Loved his route. Um, you know, shook to the outside, went on the inside, beat Sidney Brown from Philly for that touchdown. Um, you know, textbook brought running right there, so I'm really happy to see Jahan play well. Terry's touchdown was beautiful. Um, obviously, great throw by Sam. Um, the drops. Um, you know, obviously, Sam should have, you know, put a better ball on him both times. But Terry's, you know, one of the best receivers in the league. He's got to catch that. And obviously, he says that and he knows that. Um, you definitely got to help out your young quarterback there. So, you know, you definitely don't want to harp on it because Terry, you know, consistently makes that play. Um, but again, that, that was odd to see. Um, and obviously, you know, you got to put some blame towards him. Um, you know, like I said, it should have been a better ball, but Terry, you know, catch that nine times out of 10. James Crowder stepped up big time for Curtis Samuel. 
Um, you know, look like vintage Curtis and look like vintage James Crowder, you know, going back to those 2017, 2018 seasons. Um, I think the offense is not going to miss a beat if Curtis is out. Um, I think Jahan's going to be fine in the slot. I mean, Jesus, James and Crowder's going to be fine in the slot. Um, and, you know, I was really excited to see him, you know, definitely liked him, you know, going back to his days here, this first run in Washington. So, um, you know, I, I think he had a really nice game and he's by far been the best offseason um, acquisition for this team. They picked him up before week one. So I think that goes to how bad the, the free agency was. But, you know, you know, happy that J- James Crowder's on the team. Logan Thomas had that really nice touchdown catch. Um, you know, obviously kind of Logan solid as he is. Um, Curtis, you know, had four catches, I think, for 22 yards before he got hurt. You know, kind of is what it, it is. What it is. Was interested to see the Deami Brown like tweet. I think after the game, tired of this or whatever. I don't know if it means losing or maybe his role. You know, I thought he maybe would have had a bigger role once Curtis got hurt, but they you know turned to Jameson Crowder. So that's something to keep an eye on going forward because obviously I think Deami is alluding maybe to the loss, but also maybe not getting the ball enough. Run game wasn't doing too much. I think Robinson did have a few nice runs, but they didn't really you know commit to it or stick to it. Obviously, obviously the line was holding up in the pass game, and obviously the enemy likes to throw the ball. So I mean, I can't really you know fault him too much. It was working. But definitely, you know, just, you know, for Sam's purposes, I really would like to see him sprinkle in the run a little more. Great start. Um, and about obviously, you know, that last drive or the intercept, well, got to go back to Sam's one interception. It was a high ball to Terry. Um, you know, you can't overthrow in the middle of the field. That's, you know, quarterback one on one. Everyone knows that Sam does that. You know, obviously it, you're, you're, you know, asking for trouble at that point. But um, that wasn't even the big point. You know, the couple of drops and then obviously the final, you know, fourth down when, um, Wiley got beat, but you know I think Jahan put it best. He's like, you know, every time they're in those games, they flinch, and when they do that, it's when they lose. So they really got to stop, obviously doing that. It's obviously self-explanatory, but I agree, it's a really good assessment by Jahan. To something that happens in you know, a third or fourth quarter where you know, the team blinks for a little bit, and they, you know, that's the reason they lose. And obviously, that's a young team. Um, you won't expect more of that at a year four under regime like under Rivera, but. You know, this is kind of what this team is is at this point. They matched up well against Philly. Philly they just really do back-to-back games. Um, again, I don't think Washington's going to the playoffs, but if they did in a wild card round, maybe Washington could you know, give Philly a game. But who knows? Um, Washington was great against the run, and that's great to see, obviously, with you know, Philly having the you know one of the best run games in the league. I was really excited to see how the D-line you know, stepped up, at least in the run game. Didn't make much impact on the pass game. I think Montez had a sack, and... Um, uh, there was one other, but really Deron was the cause of the, Montez's only sack. Um, but either way, you know, D-line didn't really have too much of an impact, and that's obviously why these two trades happened, which I'll get to in a second. A.J. Brown's obviously a freaking beast. There's nothing else to really say. I don't think a man of Forbes should ever guard him the rest of his career because, you know, A.J. just owns him. And Benjamin St. Juice didn't do too much better on him, but, you know, you got to tip your hat. I mean, you got to hate Tennessee for giving A.J. Brown to Philly for a first-round pick, but you know, it is what it is. It's something that Washington have to contend with for the next five years at least. So, um, blown coverage touchdown. That's on Danny Johnson, and Percy Butler. I lean towards Percy Butler just because he's a younger player. Um, and I think Danny Johnson is usually a pretty smart, heady guy to have uh, in the secondary. So, I think it's a cap- coverage lapse. You know, those are inexcusable, and obviously they've had less of those to leave the last year or two. But you know, that was you know a focal point over the first two years of Ron Rivera and uh, Del Rio's tenure. Um, like Cam Crow was really good. I thought he did really well against Goddard. Um, you know, obviously, I hope they see they lock him up long term. It looks like they're going to trend that way after they didn't explore any trade options for him at the deadline. Kendall Fuller had a really good game tackling. He had a couple of really nice plays open field. And I'm really, really happy he's still on this team. And, you know, hopefully they resign him in the offseason because he's been the best corner by far. Obviously, you know, the big thing that, you know, was talked about with Rivera was the fourth down conversion that wasn't. You know, Ron's got to throw that flag. I know he said he didn't get, you know, 
a replay look at it either on the field or his guys upstairs. But, you know, he had people, players, the coaches, the sidelines saying throw the flag. I know he values the timeouts. I get it. But that was such a huge play. You know, Philly goes on to score a touchdown there, take momentum, and, you know, really never look back. So, you know, maybe that play doesn't happen. Washington wins this game. Maybe Montez Sweat and Chase Young are still on this team. Who knows? But, you know, Rivera is just – he doesn't do anything when it comes to play calling, game planning. His one main job – on game days, at least, is game management, throwing the challenge flag, stuff like that. And he's not even doing that well. So I really think Ron is done. I hope he's not back next year. But it is what it is for the time being. Um, and we'll see what happens. This huge game, obviously, decided the season. You know, maybe they win this game. Like I said, Montez and Chase are still here. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe the Giants game really is the one that decided it after losing a game like that. So um, it sucks, you know, going moving to those Chase and Ch- Montez trades. Loved both of those players. I thought they were really good players for this team. Obviously, Chase, the big disappointment being the second overall pick. And, you know, back-to-back second overall picks for this franchise between Robert Griffin III and Chase Young. Have a great rookie years, get knee injuries, and never recover. So, um, I think Chase is going to still have a really nice career. I'm wishing him all the best. I'm rooting for him at San Francisco. Probably just kind of a rental for him, considering he's, San Francisco doesn't have the money to sign him long-term. But, you know, hopefully he has a good second half of the year and, you know, it makes plays for San Francisco in the playoffs. It's crazy they can only get a you know compensatory third, third round pick, which is basically a low fourth round pick. But by all accounts, it seems like that was all that they were going to get for him. But at that point, I would have rather kept him. But obviously, this team just wanted to move on from him. Montez obviously is a really, really good, solid player. Um, I think that was a hell of a value. I, I didn't want to trade him, but when you get a high second round pick, which is pretty much a you know late first for him, you got to take it. Um, and I think. Chicago helped to help Washington out there. I think it was a really good offer for Washington. I'm not even really upset about that one as much as Chase. Just got thought Chase, if you can only get a late third for him, I think you keep him. But again, this team wanted to move on from him. So um, really loved watching those guys those last couple of years. Going to be unfortunate not to see them, um, you know, in Washington uniforms anymore. And I hope they do really well in Chicago and San Francisco, respectively. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, this team now has five picks in the first three rounds. Um, they have to capitalize. Hopefully, Rivera's not the one making those picks because he hasn't really made really too many until this, I mean, especially this past offseason, Mayu and company. Um, but, you know, now they're obviously edge rusher is a huge need for this team on top of offensive line, on top of getting a linebacker, maybe another corner, um, tight end, potentially quarterback if Sam's not the answer. So this team obviously has a lot to, lot to um, you know, basically get to in the offseason. They have $90 million in cap space now, even more if you think about it, because you thought that was going to be tied up in Chase or Montez, but now it's not. So, um, you know, you're going to look at guys in the draft like Dallas Turner from Alabama and Jared Burst from Florida State, probably the top two guys, you know, going into next year, top 10, tick, top 10 picks. So, um, you know, those are going to be guys on the radar now. Um, as far as the rest of the year, you have James Smith Williams, Casey Tuhill starting defensive end, two former seventh round picks in 2020. Um, Crazy to see the same black draft class as Jace Young, and they're with his team starting over Chase. And even Cam Crow was a seventh round pick in 2020, and he's starting you know on this team and is going to be here hopefully for the long term. So it is what it is. Um, and then you have you know young guys like Andrew Jones, Andrew Jones, and um, KJ Henry, and then of course FA Obata um, and guys like that as well. They're going to fill in. So if the team falls out of contention, I want to see what they have in KJ uh, Henry and uh, Andrew. Excuse me, Andre Jones. And then, you know, see what you have. I mean, Tuo and James Williams kind of know what they have. They're, you know, going, they're obviously in free years as well. They're going to try to show out the rest of the year. Tuo's had a nice year. He has, you know, three and a half, four sacks. See if he can put on that and get a nice contract here or somewhere else. Um, there was a stat that I saw the kind provided that, um, you know, in 2021, when Chase and Montez were out, when James Williams and Tua were starting, they went four and two over a six-game stretch. 
averaging only giving up only 17 half points a game as opposed to 29.9 when Chase and Montez were on 284 yards as opposed to 400 3.9 YPC compared to 4.3 when Chase and Montez were on the field and they did it against you know good quarterbacks uh Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr and even Russell Wilson when he was still you know pretty solid for Seattle so yes it was a you know a weird time but you can't get it twisted the stats they're they're not as good without Chase and Montez they're just not so obviously I think they're going to play more discipline football now. Obviously, I didn't really like how those reports came out about Chase, that he was, you know, sedition by subtraction and wasn't always that disciplined. But, you know, it's I think it was Rivera. I know that he said it wasn't, but Mike Silver wrote the column and him and Ron are noted to be good friends. So I don't know where else it would have came from. But, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think they're at least going to play more sound. Hill and James William basically understand their assignments. I know they're going to at least you know do what they're supposed to do. Maybe they're not going to make the splash plays, but maybe that will provide some consistency for this defense going forward because obviously they need it. I'm moving on to this matchup against the Patriots. Patriots have given up uh, 321 yards per game. That's 10th in the league. 223 yards passing. That's 17th. 98 rushing. That's 9th. And then give up 26 points a game, which is 26th in the league. Um, but defense consists of Dietrich Wise Jr., Devin uh, Godot from um, LSU Tiger. He's had a nice career. He's probably one of the best defensive players in New England. Christian Barmore is a really good defensive tackle. Um, they have Lawrence Guy Sr. and Keon White, the rookie at the other side, and the edge. Mapu, a linebacker. Jawan Bentley is probably going to be out this week with a hamstring, but they have Mac Wilson Sr. is probably going to take in. Uh, Tavi's a good linebacker, 48 tackles, a sack, and interception. Anthony Jennings getting some run, the former Alabama Crimson Tide. They have Jonathan Jones at corner. Miles Bryant's had a good year for them, 41 tackles and a sack. J.C. Jackson coming back over from the Chargers. Looks like he did in New England again. He's had a good couple games there. And then a safety, Kyle Duggar's a really good, strong safety. And Jabril Peppers um, has had a nice little career renaissance in New England as well. Um, so defensively, they have a few nice players, you know, led by Duggars and Barmore. Um, and uh, Devin, Devon Ga- uh, Goodo from uh, Godchok, whatever you want to pronounce either way. Former Miami Dolphin, former LSU Tiger. Um, defense is out against the run. Defense tackles are underrated. I really do like that you know, duo, like I've already mentioned. Juwan Bentley's a good middle linebacker if healthy, but again, he's had a hamstring injury. I don't know if he's going to play. J.C. Jackson's been playing a lot better since he got back to New England. He was a bust after that big signing with the Chargers, but playing well for New England. And again, Duggar and Peppers are a really good safety duo. They play really nicely for New England. They aren't used what they used to be. Obviously, they're still coached well. Belichick's still one of the greatest coaches of all time. I think they're obviously going to still have a nice game plan for a young quarterback and a young coordinator. So we'll see how the, that's going to react on game day. I think the offensive line should hold up. At this point, they showed me they can hold up against Philly. They can hold up against anyone. They definitely can hold up against New England. It doesn't have any of the guys of the caliber that are, you know, Philly has. Um, Howe is another nice matchup, obviously, with his weapons out there. Um, on paper, he does at least. But again, Belichick usually did really, really good against, you know, young quarterbacks. Um, and obviously, Sam's pretty much a rookie after, you know, only playing one game in year one. I expect Terry to have a bounce back, but also he probably going to be, you know, key to the game plan for Belichick. Belichick is over taking away the top target and, you know, they might double and take Terry out of it. So then Jahan and Curtis Samuel, if he plays, got to step up or Jameson Crowder. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, I think Terry's, you know, going to try to come out with a vengeance after the way, you know, last week ended. Um, I expect Dotson to keep keep building on like he did last, last week and, you know, hopefully have this much better second half of the season. Run game needs to be there. I'd like to see maybe 90 to 100 yards rushing. They really haven't done too much that this year. Robinson doesn't have a 100-yard game. You know, maybe this is a game they could do that. But New England is a little more solid enough run than the top 10. Offense should be effective as a whole. But again, I think the wild card is just Belichick's game plan. He's, you know, obviously one of the best of all time. All right, Patriots offense, they're 285 yards a game. That's 26. 200 yards passing. Passing is 20th. 84 yards rushing. That's 27th. 
and they're only averaging 14.8, so about 15 points a game, and that's second worst in the league. Mac Jones has had a really poor two years now. Um, I don't know if he's he's not the franchise quarterback, in my opinion, going forward. He's had a really, really rough start of the season, but played a little better the last few weeks. He's an 82 and a half passer rating. That's and 1,641 yards passing, nine touchdowns and eight interceptions, tied for second most in the league. Reminder, Stevens is a solid running back at 307 yards rushing, only 3.2 yards per carry. Zeke Elliott, obviously the former Cowboy, 260 yards, two touchdowns, good for four yards a carry. Um, so they have a nice, you know, potential one-two running back duo. Um, Weapons-wise, they're really, really poor. Uh, Demonte Parker is probably not going to play with a concussion. Concussion. Demario Douglas is their number one roster right now, the sixth-round pick out of Liberty. 19 catches, 222 yards so far. Smith Schuster has been a bust for agency signing, but he's going to probably play more now than the injuries. He has 15 catches, but only 89 yards, and he has one touchdown. Jalen Rager, the former Eagles, you know, first-round bust, is now in New England. Looks like he's going to start getting more of a role. Um, Tyron Thornton, the former second-round pick from Baylor, and then Keishon Butte has not really been active since week one, but he has some potential. He's a sixth-round pick from LSU. And then tight end wise, they have Hunter Henry. He has 238 yards receiving. And then Mike Gusecki, 160 yards receiving. They have a formidable tight end duo, and that's probably who Mac's going to look at. Solid offensive line and um, Trent Brown, Cole Strain, David Andrews, Sal right guard, and Michael Winnayu at tackle. That's someone I hope watching looks at free agency. Winnayu is a nice um, guard and tackle option. Uh, New England has lack of weapons. They don't have Kendrick Bourne. He has towards ACL. He was the number one receiver coming into this week, but he's obviously out. Mac Jones is a below-average quarterback, very very limited mobility. Um, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne have to get there. Um, obviously, they're going to be the main pass rushers now, at least to try to provide it. Um, O-line, listen, they have some good tackles, but the middle needs to be exploited. Um, this is Deron John now. It's time to shine. They're, they're the breadwinners. They're the ones that got paid. They had to show Wash, and they were the, re- they were the right two to keep. Um, the biggest, you know, we'll see how Jason Williams and Tua does the starters. I think they'll do all right, especially against New England when the matchup isn't as good. Secondary should hold up fine. And again, there's no one that scares you from this wide receiver group. I think Cam Crow will have a really good game. Again, there's nothing really too much to worry about on offense, but I've said that about the Giants in the past um, and even the Bears minus DJ Moore. So I, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. Um, teams usually, this team usually plays down to the opponent, but also, and you have to add an element of the morale. How are they going to respond to this trade? They just traded two of their better players. And, you know, what does that really say to the rest of the team? Do they think they can still fight? Do they think, you know, management gave up on them? So I, I don't know how, what to expect on Sunday. I think it could be a sleepy slash boring game, maybe a lot of sleepwalking in those first couple quarters. But I'm going to give the commanders a win and maybe an ugly game and a 17-13 game. I'm moving on to fantasy. I think Sam Howell's another good option this week. Um, he obviously is coming off of four, four touchdowns and almost 400 yards passing New England. Like I said, we am talk about on this podcast, not the greatest matchup. You have Saints receiver Rashid, Rashid Shahid. Um, he had a great game last week on her three yards and a touchdown going against the Bears' poorest defense. Um, he's really, really put on a nice report there at Carr. Then you have New England receiver DeMario Douglas. I think Washington's going to do a pretty good job against New England, but he's going to be targeted. He's really their top option now. He had seven targets last week, only five catches, 25 yards. But again, he's going to be someone that Max is going to start looking to. And you have Cardinals tight end Trey McBride. He had a really nice week last week, 25 points, fantasy points. And now they're at Cleveland. He's a starter right now with Zach Lertz out. Well, that includes Roman League episode. Commander's defense will look different this week in Foxborough team is still trying to fight for a playoff contention and if they're serious about it it has to start this week against a two and six team either way this team needs to start laying the foundation down for the future i'll be back next week looking back at this patriots game and previewing the week 10 matchup at seattle you can follow me on twitter or x at nfl scout 21 and instagram at premier league underscore pod 
Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.